0: All right. So I have heard from a lot of you and from many of my clients that the relationships in your lives are a struggle. While you're focused on your business, it's hard to ignore that you don't feel great in all of your relationships, whether they're at work or at home or wherever. And we think we're supposed to ignore that, but maybe you shouldn't. So today I have invited relationship coach Naomi Stonier here to talk about how the relationships in your life impact your business and how you can improve your personal relationships. I'm giggling because this is my first actual interview of someone on my own podcast. And I realized I didn't even know how to say her last name. We've been talking and we know each other on a first name basis, but you know how when you know someone and you don't know their name, there you go. So not to mention, uh, working on personal relationships, we're also going to talk about taking the time to actually address your relationships and how that's really going to make a difference in your business. Like you think it's just all about personal stuff, but it's really about business. So let's dive in. Hey, Naomi, welcome. Why don't you start by telling us a bit about yourself and how you got into this relationship coaching to begin with?
1: Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me on. I love what you do and you nailed the surname. That is unusual. Most people get it wrong. So we're off. To a great star already. So I love that. So yeah, I'm Naomi Stonia. I'm a relationship coach. I work with you on your family and intimate relationship. And my passion is showing you, teaching you how to change your experience in any relationship without the other person doing anything. So I, I don't work with couples. I just work with one person. I show them how to stop waiting and start taking the action to change their experience in that
0: relationship. That is awesome. So one of the things I think we really want to talk about is how doing that work and doing those relationships, like what does that really mean to your business? Because it's not just how you connect and how you're networking and serving your clients, but how do you relate to the people outside of work? And a great place to start might even just be like, what is a relationship? How do you define that in your work?
1: Well, it's such a great question because whatever you are struggling with in business, the simple answer is you learned it in your personal relationships. So these are your relationships that you had from birth. We are sponges soaking in our environment from the first moment. So we soak it all in and we create, I like to call it the operating system. So it's like the operating system on your computer. You create the system of belief, all these rules and beliefs about how, which underpin every choice and decision you make. And the most amazing thing about it is most of it we are entirely unaware of. So this stuff is driving all our choices and decisions in our businesses. And most of it we're completely unaware of. So I I work a lot with business owners and I I educate them. Your personal relationships are your business. They are part of your business. So, yeah, when you have a problem in business that you can't solve, You know, you learned it in your personal relationships. You know, there's stuff that we can't crack, we can't get on top
0: of. It's time to get really curious about that stuff. Where did it come from? Why is it such a problem? And how, like, you talked about already that you can change your relationships without changing the other person. And I know so much about relationships is all about, well, what do you need from someone? And, like, you think you're supposed to bring the other person in. And for me, this has been life-changing. So tell us more about how that actually looks and how does that really work?
1: Well, I love to compare it to networking because the golden rule of networking is you show up to give. You don't show up to get, right? You show up to connect, you show up to give. And so we are programmed to expect, we are programmed to, to think in terms of you know, what can I get? This is what I need. You know, we have to be the most important person. This is the survival aspect of us. But to get I, I, I'm always teaching people to get what you want, you must give it first. So, we do the work, I work with one person and we work on this through the lens of understanding yourself first. When you understand how highly valuable these skills are, working on this relationship to understand yourself better is they're such highly valuable skills. And we're talking about emotional management, you know, learning, it's very simple. How you create your emotions, how to process the difficult ones, and how to create the emotions you want intentionally. And you use the relationship to understand where you go. Yeah. So you take the focus off them and you put the focus onto yourself and you start figuring yourself out first. In if I want you to change first, I must do the work and change.
0: Awesome. So if someone were sitting there struggling with their business, kind of fighting these ideas and things, how, how would someone know that maybe working on their relationship would be the thing to pursue?
1: The, the first clue is if you have a relation, if you have a problem you can't solve. Yeah. So there's, you know, you have quality problems and you have safe problems. And so the difference between the two are safe problems keep us stuck. They're keeping us safe. So when you don't have enough time in your business, um, when you keep bumping up against the same problem again and again and again, these problems are benefiting us. So if you have a problem you cannot solve, no matter how hard you try, It's in some way benefiting you. It's in some way keeping you safe. How you know, and I know, Sarah, you will know this in your work, your client comes to you with a problem, you work on it, it's uncomfortable. This is a quality problem. It's uncomfortable, but you work through it and you end up in a different place at the other end. So you go into the problem in one place and you come out in a different, better place. But I know that you will know this, Sarah, there are some problems that people just go round and round and round. And so no matter how much you work on it and how much strategy you apply, it's not getting solved and it's time to get curious. Yeah. And I would always be going to the personal relationships. Where did you learn this? What's this protecting you from? You know, is the, uh, the like the problem of time? Time is ne- when our brains give us time, I don't have
0: time. How is that a benefit to you? It yeah? distracts you from like solving it or looking at what is it really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it keeps you safe. If you don't have time to address this, it's, it's, it's keeping you safe, isn't it? Oh, I would deal with it, but I don't have time. And you you know when the fear shows up in business, people will come up with all sorts of reasons why they can't, won't they? And really, if we could just say, I'm scared, yeah, then we can start addressing the real issues, can't we? So the patterns that we learn show up everywhere and we learn them in our, we learn them from the first moment. And we we run emotional patterns. We do it for decades. It's, it's like a reflex. It happens so quickly, we don't even realize we're doing it. But the great thing about, you know, I have to say this to all the business people, the great thing about relationship coaching is it's future focused. We're looking at what you want and how to get you there. And so we may be looking back to the past to figure out where you learned this pattern. But usually that's all you need to do is go, oh, it's there. It's from that. And we move forward. So, so I'll give you an example of one of my clients. He doesn't want to take on staff. Yeah. I have a lot of those. Yes. <laughs> oh, dear, how interesting. And so we've worked on family of origin relationships. So family that you grew up with. And he, you know, it's just very clear to him. Oh, that's why it's, it's a trust thing. Where did you learn that? you know, you have to be careful, the distrust. Oh, I learned it there. Oh, great. That's fine. It's not that I don't want to take on staff. It's just that showing up and now I can solve for it. So we're just solving for the right problems. Excellent. And the pretend problems. I don't have time.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. That one comes up so much. Yeah. Um, okay. So take us a little further than maybe on when you are a woman running a business what kind of relationships do you see, like whether it's at work relationships? Like I love what you said, because you you talked about a male client and a yes. trust issue. And I was thinking a lot of my women clients have more of a, I don't want to take on the mothering role of my employees or my team. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting to hear kind of that difference. So kind of <laughs> what are some other examples of like, why would I think you kind of touched on it, but like, why would a woman business owner want to bother taking this time and, you know, apply it to her problems in her business? Because I'm sold, Uh, but I I just want to make sure we're like, uh, letting everyone else really see this connection. Well, so I work a
1: lot in feminine and masculine energy. And so I know that you will see this a lot. And it's not about men and women. It's about energy and about how We need masculine and feminine. So in my coaching and relationship coaching, I will be helping people understand the difference between the two energies um, and they navigate very differently. But what I see with my feminine energies is the overwhelm and the burnout. And feminine energy feels and sees everything that's why I'm so good at multitasking, but you know, obviously, there's a shadow side to everything, and when it gets too filled up, it just goes into overwhelm. And I work a lot around the human needs, and just like there's safe problems and quality problems. When we can't, we're not. No matter how hard we try, we're not finding solutions to this stuff. We just have to start looking at how it meets your needs. And so, for me, I was the overwhelmed businesswoman. So I was many years in um, in the office, you know, in a in a salary job. And oh my, the overwhelm was acute there. And then once I started my own business, I, I did the work to take the overwhelm out of my personal relationships, but boy, did it show up in business. And I just had to go on the journey to understand how that was meeting my needs. You know, it it was you know, set. a safe problem. It served me. It was an identity. You know, the We live in a busyness hierarchy. Being busy, being needed, made me feel significant, Mm -hmm. made me feel wanted. You know, it met my needs. But also being overwhelmed made me feel uh, very certain because it was a very familiar place to be. So I could so that gave me certainty but and and then the next needs these are the needs that I work on is the need for uncertainty it might make more sense to you if I talk about variety we all say we love variety we love adventure and surprise but the variety we don't like we call problems so you know life's getting a bit too certain or I could whip up a bit of variety with some overwhelm You know, you think about the roller coaster of emotions associated with overwhelm. That gave me plenty of variety. But the fourth need, this one took me a while to get, Sarah, was the need for love and connection. How did overwhelm meet my need for love and connection? Well, it was only when I got so overwhelmed to the point of collapse that I would crawl into bed and binge watch Netflix and eat ice cream. And that was low-grade connection. I would just, you know, collapse into myself. Oh my god, my life's so terrible. This is so hard. And it was low-grade. It was a form of connection with myself. So yeah, that's that's how I work. That's I see a lot of that in female um, uh, business owners. And in my case, as it is with so many of them, they learned it. That yeah, so. Yeah, that's what I grew up with, and you know, and it's a great place to be. You know, I work with a lot with the problem solvers, the can-do women. Yeah, and also when we've had tricky childhoods, being very fun- high functioning is a very safe place to be because you need to know you 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 draw a lot of safety and comfort in. No matter what happens, I I can you know I can. I know how to go, go, go and get myself out of the trouble. And you may have learned that in childhood.
0: Yeah. And then as you try to go to a new level, you're like, but but I'm I'm comfortable here. I how do I go there? That yeah, well,
1: so what would happen to me is that no matter how I changed my circumstances, I was still getting overwhelmed. So I left, I it was the office job. I hated the office job. So I left the office job and I started my own business. But the overwhelm came too and it was so fascinating to watch you know that my hours of work had really reduced you know I was starting a new business so I didn't have all those neutral circumstances of this heavy office workload but I was still experiencing the the, the all the whole spectrum of overwhelm and it was so fascinating to me how I was able to stack up my day with busy busy tasks i bet you see a lot of this to keep meeting my need for overwhelm when I put it into the needs framework that I was like oh of course this meets my needs of course I'm going to keep finding a way to do it
0: as you're saying all this I'm like I see this in all of my calls with my clients yeah. <laughs> like we talked about this this morning exactly things <laughs>
1: it's fascinating isn't it, it is. so how do you get your clients to step back from it's not this list
0: what exactly. are the techniques you're using Mostly just a lot of awareness, like just yeah. pause, slow down your brain, have somebody because it's so easy to see when it's not your brain going through it all. So that's like, that's why coaching is so useful. It's like, what oh, it's coach? so obvious to me outside of your brain, but it's so hard to see. Even listening to you, I'm like, yep, she's described yeah. it. I'm seeing my brain going through it. But when that I'm in really the minute of doing it, I'm like, nope, no idea.
1: Yeah. And so uh, for me as a relationship coach, obviously I don't coach on business. I'm taking you back to where you learned it and I'm I'm helping you understand the emotional patterns that you're running. So you can see, because I'm working with a lot of people who really believe if their partner was to do the dishes the way they wanted them to do the dishes they would not be overwhelmed if the partner was to help with the bedtime routine in the way they wanted it you know why am I left to do everything this is what I work a lot with and you know when we are business owners we're usually high functioning people we're usually ambitious driven people so we're very good at doing everything and so we Automatically assume responsibility for everything. And then we wonder why no one helps. We wonder why we end up doing everything. So I help people understand the emotional patterns of what they're doing. I help them understand where they learned it. So you can start to just unpick it, let it go, break the patterns, move on. And then you start moving into a partnership where you can be on, in a partnership with your partner instead of against each other. And you can just stop doing everything. <laughs> and you can exactly. stop doing, it. you know, it's a choice.
0: And when you own that choice, it's just the best feeling. And you don't even have to like make them do something. Just letting yeah. go of the fact that you think you need to do it is
1: yes. so, like, so powerful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I probably still do all the clean. Oh, see, I can't catch that. I probably still do most of the cleaning in my house, but it's now a choice. I exactly. choose when I, I love cleaning and I choose when I want to do it and when I've got a full load, I don't do it. And then from that neutral place of it's a choice, it's an opinion whether the house needs to be cleaned or not. I can ask my husband, hey, this is stressing me out. Can you help me? I can't do this today, you know, and it's just a totally different dynamic. Because when when all my communication with him is laced with you don't do anything, I have to do everything. He's just resisting and defending.
0: Exactly. And just focused on he's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So one other thing I wanted to ask while we have you here today is about friendships as an entrepreneur. Because a lot of my clients say they have a hard time either maintaining friendships, finding friends, making time for it, etc. And a lot of times they just think something's wrong with them, like oh, I'm just not good at having friends or socializing. Is there anything you want you could offer to help these women business owners be a better friend or make friends and feel good about that process? Yeah, I mean, it's going to
1: be different for every person, but I can share my experience because this was my experience. Friendships were difficult for me. So the patterns I was that I had learned from childhood that were repeating through my life would show up in my friendships and they would show up in being friends with someone and just getting too involved in needing to, I was a problem solver, I was a fixer. So I would attract in the people who needed fixing and then I would either burn out and feel resentful and leave the friendship or it would be intrusive for them. And so I learned to pay attention to where the friendships I had worked. Why do these friendships work? And I started looking out intentionally for those kind of people. These kind of friendships work for me, but also I had to own the bad in inverted commas friendships. How are they meeting my needs? And I'm a former problem solver. And in order to have that identity, you must have a constant. The problem with being a problem solver is you must have a constant stream of problems to fix. So I would. If I couldn't couldn't create my own problems to fix, because I was great at that, creating my own problems, I had to go off and find other people's. And that's how I would end up fixing other people's problems. No, they hadn't asked me to. I would end up being responsible for their problems and then they'd turn around and be annoyed with me. So again, I had to learn to understand how, if you keep having the same experience again and again and again, all behavior has a positive intent. Your brain is only trying to look after you so you have to understand how this is benefiting you even if it doesn't feel good it's benefiting you and then I learned to you know once I owned that and understood that I just learned to model the friendships that worked and replicate them you're probably working with people who are going through change they're on a journey aren't they building a new business when we're changing, one thing we do is we get very judgy of the people who aren't changing. But two, we have this odd, you know, you go through this dynamic where you become different and either they can come with you or they or they don't. And it's navigating that, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that comes up a lot for sure. And yeah. I love the way you made it very easy for someone not to be blaming the people in their life, but seeing like with love, like, oh, here's what I'm doing and why. I'm. Where
1: are the patterns? Where are the patterns? The only common denominator is me. You know, if other people can't create my emotions, I always, that gives me the ability to ask, why am I finding this so difficult? And when I ask that, I can start
0: seeing the patterns. Love it. Thank you so much for being here today. This has been super helpful, I'm sure for everyone listening. Tell us, how can everyone find you? Where where do you live on the socials and the web and everywhere?
1: Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been so fun. So I am on LinkedIn. And I am on Facebook and you can get me at plumocoaching.com. So that's P-L-U-M-O coaching.com. And you can book a free one-to-one chat with me and we will take a look at where you're at now, where you want to get to and how coaching with me can bridge the gap between the two. So yeah, please reach out and book a session with me. I would love to talk to you one-to-one.
0: Love it. And don't worry, all of that will be in the show notes for everyone listening. If you were like, wait, what? Don't worry, you can just find it and click on it and keep your life simple. So again, thank you so much for joining us. This has just been so great. Like, it's just, it's such a thing that we just don't want to spend time on. We don't want to say I have relationship problems. There's so much judgment and you just made this so approachable. So thank you so much.
1: It's my pleasure. And I would just like to end it with, you, you know, the key to success, one of the keys to success in your business are your personal relationships working on your personal relationships for all you ambitious pe- business people out there? <laughs> Definitely love <laughs>
0: it. All right. Well, thanks so much and have a great day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Sign up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at saranamachek.com.